welcome back to another episode of Un-American Premium. I don't have an intro for this one that's like, oh, yeah, it's the show about stuff and things. But the show about giving us money. Yeah, <laughs> it is the show. It is the show about giving us money. And thank you for doing that. If you're here and listening, we appreciate your uh, contribution to the show. I am joined. I'm Brandon, and I am joined uh, today by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing today, Franklin? I guess I'm I'm doing I'm sad, but I'm also happy. I uh, we're in our playoffs of our fantasy league. Well, oh, you're stealing I, well, mine. Well, 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 I was in the playoffs. I am no longer in the playoffs, <laughs> and I'm sad about that. But there's also a great weight that's been lifted off my shoulders. And now I can just trash talk without any repercussions. Yeah, I can. which is a great freedom. So I'm super annoyed because <laughs> tradition. Join has, me in the losers bracket. Tradition so has repeated itself with every time this season when I played Ashley. All of a sudden. Everybody on her team has the night of their life, and then all of my goalies collectively shit the bed for the entire week. And then what, what was my reward for being the second seed that gets knocked out? I have to play fucking Mitch, who is the second highest scorer in the league. Yep. So I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna lose two weeks in a row, so I'm going to play for the fucking Dubner next week. I'm right there with you. I'm also playing is for it, the worst. Is it going to be me and you? <laughs> yeah, I, well, it might be, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that we were driving through the car the other day, and uh, we were driving somewhere, I don't know, uh, and Timothy was like, I hope Uncle Frank is the Dubner. <laughs> <What? laughs> and I was like, why? And he was like, because that would be funny. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to tell him. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> I'm going to tell Pay him. Pay attention to my next uh, <laughs> Yeah. Silver lining. Uh, Jim, how are you doing? I'm good. Today was a massively awesome sports day. Uh, not only is it opening day for the Cardinals, Cardinals yeah. and Albert Pujols is back, and it's more than likely going to be the last season for all three, Adam Wainwright, Albert Pujols, and Yadier Molina. Uh, I Molina's already said that he's going to retire. I don't see Pujols playing another year, and Wayno. He might, might not. He never. He hasn't really said yet. But uh, Tiger Woods played his first tournament since his car accident, where he almost like had to lose both of his legs, and it's the Masters. So it's like the golden tournament. He did, he did really good, right? Uh, uh, yeah, he finished today with uh, one under, which yeah. Augusta National is pretty hard golf course. Like the, the leader, the leader is three under. And then, like, a bunch of people are tied at two under, a bunch of people are tied at one under, and then, like, everybody else is either even or plus. Yeah, I saw a bunch of headlines that were saying, like, it's essentially Tiger Woods' game to lose. Like, if he wants to, he can take this, um, but it's going to depend on how much he's bad. Yeah, I don't well, know like, shit about golf. He doesn't but... have a whole lot of leg power, which, like, you don't think about having to use your legs in golf, but, like, all of your form comes from your legs, and, like, a lot of your driving power comes from your legs. But he's managing. He, I mean, he's got all the finesse game is still there. Even if he comes out, like, even semi on top, the fact that he was in a horrific car accident, what, like, two, three years ago? Uh, no, Has it been more than that? Uh, no, eight months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, time flies during COVID. Two, it was, like, 250-something days since he had last played in a, a major tournament. Damn. Well, good for him. Good for him. Um, I'm also doing well um, for reasons that kind of pertain to both of yours. Um, I also am in a position that I can talk shit 
uh, un- carelessly, uh, frivolously throughout the fantasy playoffs because I'm better than everybody else in this goddamn league. <laughs> um, I I imagine- yeah, I had one of the greatest like regular seasons that I've had. And it was just completely overshadowed by. by your... I have a hard time with. Uh, with I'm just with that good. Time periods, but like maybe four months ago, six months ago, I made a meme for you, and it's really started to bite me in the ass. <laughs> me photoshopping your head onto the 300 guy. Yeah, like, like spears in hand. Two or three seasons ago, like I, my team easily would have been on top, but Brandon has just skull fucked the league. So here, let me tell you how big my dick is, real quick. Uh, <laughs> so Kyle had. 11 people playing last night and a goalie, right? Goalies put uh-huh. up the most points um, for the audience. Maybe. Maybe. Or they could the way we also score give you negative. So he had 11 people playing, including a goalie. I had five people playing last night. Last night was Kyle's night to close the fucking 45-point gap that I have on him, right? Like, it's pretty much his best opportunity. Everybody got him like a one. No, he had a really fucking good night for the for, – but, but let me guess, like he clo- four of your five skaters scored hat tricks. Yeah, he closed the gap <laughs> by like 15 points, and that's just not good enough. Not when I've got two. Not when you had five players playing. I have. And they, what, am, am I right on that? That I a had, bunch of them had multi-point nights? Oh, yeah. they Yeah, they did. Did uh, all of them have multi-point nights? They didn't all have multi-point n- nights. My, the greatest thing, though, was the last play, the literal last play of the night last night in hockey. Was in it the NHL. closing minutes of the game? Yeah, it was closing minutes of the game. Goudreau in Calgary didn't have any points, and neither did Kachuk. They had points for shots and shit, but they didn't have like any actual points. It was like two point five or something like that, and then like yeah. goal and assist. So yes, Kachuk it, it was assisted am- Goudreau or no, something the like opposite. that. Or the other way it was amazing. Yeah. They so Anaheim. Pulls How much time the, was left on the clock? It was like thirteen seconds. Like <laughs> double points the, on an empty net. That's points. so lame, dude. Yeah. Also, empty net goal should not count for fantasy points. Also, it's you're talking about how how unlucky freebie. how unlucky your your goalie situation has been right i have four goalie points this week four goalie points yeah but it doesn't matter week. no it doesn't matter because <laughs> all of my players are goalies <laughs> i'm so happy um so yeah uh kyle if you're listening fuck off and <laughs> um and he will not be subscribing to the he, patreon you will, will not um okay we are going to do another episode of Coast to Coast. Uh, this one kind of came together goofy a little bit because it was like kind of a last minute thing that I put together today. So I was like, fuck, I don't have time to go through and do a crazy speech like Holly or like pick something apart. What if I go to Coast to Coast and see what they have available? And like a boss, George Nori never disappoints. Actually, that's not true. Half of the shit on Coast to Coast is bullshit. Like It's, it's crazy, but it's so unlistenable that yeah. it's not worth our time to edit right. it and discuss yeah. it. This one was great, and George Nori has um, Monsignor uh, Stephen Rossetti. Well, that's a red flag right there. Oh, is, is he an, an exorcist? Uh, he is an exorcist. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it's going to – this is this – is fun it's not as crazy as you think like honestly like out of all the people that we've talked about in the coast to coast realm and even the political realm this guy's probably like at least in this I interview the least i batshit yeah let me know it's sad because i think 15 years ago monsignor or whatever probably would have been the craziest guy that we could have talked about this podcast 
But I think politics has gotten so. Yeah, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not going to be beaten. that he just doesn't like, register not, anymore, yeah. right? Uh, it's not even a blip. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I would, I would fear Joe Rogan more than this fucker, right? Um, but we'll let George Nori introduce us, kind of bring us into the show here, um, and then I'll give you, I'll read you a little bit about this guy uh, for context. The Course on Exorcism and Prayer of Liberation conference being held at a Vatican-owned. University gathers the world's exorcists, and after being canceled last year due to the pandemic, the attendees had plenty to discuss. Well, in a moment, we'll be talking with Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. He's back with us as we talk about the diary of an American exorcist next on Coast to Coast AM. Okay, so uh, annually, the the Vatican hosts a a conference for, like a council conference for priests. Now, this is where um, I have a, a problem, right? They, they host an annual conference for exorcists who literally exercise the devil and demons out of people. Uh-huh. But they're scared of COVID. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to— Ghosts and hauntings can't shut them down. But COVID, they're like, oh, shit, we can't meet up in person, we're, guys. We're actually going to uh, talk about that sooner than you think. Well, so what are they, like they just get together and they talk about what did and didn't work, well, stuff like that? I guess. Uh, we're not going to get into the conference. We're, we're going to kind of let uh, Rosetti just kind of— uh, he's going to talk Every about year. There's a guy that comes in there and he's like, I hit the child in the head with a bat <laughs> and they didn't so, wake up. So I did. Did the demon get exercised? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to let uh, Nori finish up this little intro real quick. And then we're going to jump really quickly back to a point you just made, Frank. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, Ph.D., back with us, president of the St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal and a research associate professor at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., a licensed psychologist and author of several books, including Diary of an American Exorcist. The Monsignor has participated in hundreds of exorcisms during his journey to priesthood. He experienced a spiritual episode in which, in two seconds, he says... I learned 80% of what an exorcist needs to know. We'll get into that. So we are going to talk about uh, his book today. Um, that's, I mean, I guess that's what. So that's he, what he's on to sell. Yeah, right? that's what he's. You don't a, come on to coast to coast. We've had this problem in the past mm-hmm. with ghosts. There's always that, a product. Well, and we've had guests in the past who forget that they're selling a scam mm-hmm. because they get so excited they're on the radio. Yeah. This guy is going to, I'm guessing, keep it focused on the fact that he's got a book to get to number one bestseller on Amazon. Well, and the nice thing, too, for him in this scenario is the book uh, is uh, it's about his experience. So he's basically like he's basically just going to talk about his experience for the duration of this conversation. So um, but it is because he is selling a book. Um, so I just want to read you a little bit about who he is. Monsignor Stephen Joseph Rossetti. So- He's only selling a book. He's not selling like a class or anything like that. Uh, just, just your own demons. Just wait. Is he okay. selling? Oh, just if, wait. If he is selling a master class of how to do an exorcism, yeah, I will laugh I don't. So hard. He, he's not. I can tell you right now, he's not selling a class per se. Not in the traditional sense of is class. He selling his services. Like, just you'll. I'm gonna like. I can't. Is he gonna exercise the COVID nineteen out of me I for a low low price? I don't want to spoil it because he like because when it happens. When he does it, like he, there's like some interesting ways non transitions into plugs, and I really think that they're fucking gold. So I like I don't want to tell you what it All is, right. but he's he's gonna get to it. Um, so Stephen Rossetti is an American Catholic priest, author, educator, licensed psychologist, and expert on psych- psychological and spiritual wellness 
issues for Catholic priests. He has appeared on such television shows as Meet the Press and Larry King Live. He served as president and and CEO of St. Luke Institute in Silver Spring, Maryland from 96 to 2009 and as president from 2013 to 2014. In October 2009, Rossetti stepped down from his position and in January 2010 joined the faculty of Catholic University of America to teach in the School of Theology and Religious Studies. Since 2009, he has also served as the chaplain of the Washington Nationals. So, that... The Washington Nationals? Is that a sports team? Yes. They have official chaplains for a sports team. Oh, yeah. Really? I thought you said captain. I had to go back. <laughs> no. Uh, Washington Nationals. That'd be quite an upgrade. So uh, you guys have both uh, talked about COVID a little bit here. Let's uh, let him kind of. Oh, no. He's, 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 it's <laughs> not, it's always a bad sign. It, it's, no, it's actually not. It's not. It's going to go the opposite way that, that you would expect. Monsignor, welcome back. Good to have you. Thanks, George. Great to be back with you. And how are you? Everything fine? COVID-free? And you're all, you're all okay? Thanks be to God, and my family's good, too. My brother had it and his wife, but they it was a rather serious case, but they're fine now, so uh, we're very grateful. I had a story a couple days ago that said that a lot of people during the pandemic era have been requesting exorcisms. What the heck's going on, Monsignor? Well, uh... Of course, we normally get a lot. We've had a lot of requests, but it's important to distinguish between what's really medical or psychological versus what is spiritual. And there are differences, of course, between really having a demonic problem versus having a real disease. I mean, uh, the COVID-19 is a real disease, and uh, an exorcism is not the right remedy. No, not at all. People, not at all. Did you so both just take were, like a breath? So people like, were actually requesting an exorcism. That's all I heard. For COVID nineteen, a lot. Either that, or I, or I heard that um, being now that like my the other possibility is that people were stuck at home because of the quarantine, and being in close proximity to their children, their husband, their wife, they saw things that were mental illness signs that they mistook as demons, and they wanted to get their their. I family think, exercise. I think one of those two things had he, to have happened. Yeah. What I appreciate though that he did there is that he quickly was like, yeah, a lot of that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like without with, without being so harsh. Like yeah, yeah but he was like, able to like yeah, he was like this is a that's a real disease and as, you as don't need exor- exorcism. Well, and I it. I believe yeah. there's a lot of people on coast to coast. A lot of their guests who would have been like yeah, with COVID came the rise of demons and bad <laughs> it spirits. The, it was the sixth trumpet. It was yeah, right. Yeah, um, um, we're still waiting on that. Uh, <laughs> but it would be easy to market as that if you were selling a book. But I, I I do like I appreciate the fact that he was able to be like no. It's not that there are more demons. We need more exorcisms. Is that you know, like people are mistaking mental illness or well, it shows that social, he, you know, it shows that he believes. I think it shows that he believes what he's saying, um, because in a lot of these cases, we have guys who like I think we debate a lot of the the time. Um, does this guy even really believe this shit, or is this just to sell it? And I think that that kind of proves that he. In a sense, like, I think it proves that he does believe what he's saying. Um, A, he's a Catholic priest, so it's not unreasonable for him to believe what he's saying. He's also an exorcist, so it's not unreasonable for him to believe that, like, there can be the difference between a disease and a demon. And, like, he can have both of those beliefs because of where he falls in it. Um, But I think that it's interesting in the sense that, like, uh, I think a lot of times we debate 
do these guys are is it just about the grift we and, been intentional and if lot, it right if it is he didn't take that opportunity like he right. didn't take the opportunity right there to be like yeah covid demons we should be exercising more people like he didn't call my 800 he number. didn't do that yeah um so at the top of the show in his introduction i don't know if you caught it but george nori discuss or had kind of mentioned that uh he was called um he found his calling within two seconds. He yeah. Knew, yeah. Okay. So was that during an act? Because Nordy was a little um, unclear. Was it yeah. during an exorcism? There was two seconds that like include him into everything he would need to know. He. Yeah. He's gonna answer that right now. Okay. Well, what was that episode for you? That in two seconds you learned eighty percent of what an exorcist needs to know. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I think more people are at some point in their life attacked by Satan than than we would realize especially those who are engaged in some sort of holy thing, which Satan hates. And so he tries to derail these things. So, you know, if you talk to seminarians or people in religious life or joining, uh, it's not uncommon in the early years that they'll experience something like that, which I did myself. I was a seminarian. I was uh, lying in bed. I was not asleep. And uh, all of a sudden I was just, there was just an incredibly powerful spiritual force attacking me. And it was uh, lightning fast and would overwhelm me, I would say, just immediately. So I, I lunged out of bed, reached over and grabbed my, my rosary beads, my holy beads, my Catholic uh, prayer beads. Yeah. And uh, instantly, the minute I topped it, uh, grabbed the beads, it stopped. Okay. Does that – what? Does that answer the question? So I've, I, I've been laying I mean, in bed I, before, and I've had a, a really bad leg cramp. Right? And I've had to shoot out of bed and stand up, and the cramp went away when I stood up on it. I didn't immediately think that me standing up was, like, holy. That was something like that. That was my, like, you know, like— My mom, who's very religious and a little dramatic, some might say, uh, might be a person who would have a leg pain in the middle of the night, jump up, and grab her rosary. And I still don't think that she would think that Assume it had, that that had <laughs> to do with demons. Yeah, Like— I still don't think that. Yeah, well, he was in seminary school. Well, yeah, and he's a guy who's like he's he might have been him, he might have been studying exorcisms at the well. And, and I'm not even saying that he didn't. Like that story might be a hundred percent true that he felt this pressure. He grabbed his rosaries and the pressure went away, or this whatever the, that he was feeling. To me, but to me, that's the same as like that could have been the placebo effect. You put a lot of stock in the rosary, and he doesn't really so it describe like what he was thinking at the time. He like, doesn't. Maybe just, he was like. Having lots of anxiety and was going to have like beginnings of a panic attack. And right, he and he, if he'd never experienced one of them, based before. on his answer, I don't know how he learned eighty percent of what you need to know to be an exorcist. That is that. That's my problem. That with is it. the specificity. Oh, yeah, you know, because like that's what the question. Yeah, you was. didn't deal with any spinning Anything. heads and like vomiting night, across the room. No. no. Yeah. How how did you learn what you need to know? I woke up. I got scared. I grabbed some beads. Well, and okay. this is this is the the specificity. <laughs> well, I that works for I, all of us. I, I was like <laughs> Nacho Libre if he was an exorcist. <laughs> I wish Noria had the the presence of mind or just the combativeness that an Art Bell had to be like. So you say that in these two seconds you learned eighty percent of everything you needed to know as an exorcist, right? Now I don't doubt the two seconds you experienced that time. How do you clock that it was eighty percent? Why do you put that random percentage on it? That that random number yeah. me, that fascinates me. Be like, what was the twenty percent you didn't learn that night? Let's get yeah. into that. And when did you learn that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Because it would be easier. It would be much easier. It would to just, just be, be like, 
I learned everything I needed to know. Or I learned most of the things. Yeah. But to put such a weird, like, 80%, yeah. like, you have, I hope you've thought about it and you think, like, why is that number important? Well, he's going to teach us, right, or at least tell us right now what the two-second lesson was. And I learned, first of all, that Satan is very powerful, should not to be trifled with, and also moves at the speed of thought. Angels uh, don't have physical bodies, so they move at the speed of thought incredibly fast and powerful. But compared to God... And Jesus, and and uh, the mother of Jesus, that uh, Satan's but dust. I mean, he just he he's instantly cast out. And so that's why I tell people, don't get too frightened by Satan. You know, God's uh, you know God's going to protect you if you, as long as you turn to him. Can I? Yeah. Can I sum that up? Oh, please do. So, the devil, right? He's like the rabbit who thinks he's really quick. But Jesus, he's like the tortoise. He may seem slow. But he doesn't fuck around. So he gets the finish line first. <laughs> yeah, um, I've never heard anybody get specific on the the speed at which God works versus demons. To like, me, though, what is the speed of thought? To is me, that, like as somebody who does not, <clears throat> I don't believe in demons possessing people's bodies. I don't believe in demons. Um, I I personally don't believe in angels, um, and so for me, I think when, a lot of what modern minds think about demons is because of Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I think so too. Like all of their visualizations about I think hell and even Satan I think uh, comes yeah. from the the fact that Satan's a fallen angel. Isn't that straight out of Dante? Isn't that it's not well, even that's from the Bible, the Bible right? That's from is the it? Bible. But okay. that's, yeah. like just like all of the visualizations like nobody really had them until after Dante's Inferno. Like yeah, there was probably paintings or whatever from back in medieval times about like what demons or a uh a, a devil could look like but dante's inferno really caused a lot of what people think like are demons i just think that it, as somebody who doesn't believe in those spiritual entities when he says a demon moves as fast as thought my r- reaction is no you're just thinking it's all in your head like you're just <laughs> thinking things. Right. like you gasped jumped up and you were like that must have been well, the like, devil so, how often do we think? Like, what what's your ballpark percentage on how many times an exorcism has been wrongfully like done on somebody who's just a schizophrenic? Um, I've oh, I've I mean, seen I think it's some probably... numbers today, and I would imagine like within this episode, with that we they, we we won't present them. Um, but actually, the next clip is called the number of exorcists. So let me play this real quick, and then we'll we'll get back to that point because i do think that that's an important point how many exorcists are within the catholic church monsignor every diocese is supposed to have one around the world but they don't and when and i think this is some this is an oversight i think in this country we we think there's about probably about 120 but we have about 192 dioceses so i'd say about a little bit more than half in the u.s have an exorcist that's amazing i went to a jesuit university the university of detroit uh, back in the early days and uh, great, uh, great school. They've since merged with uh, a, a Mercy College out there. Are they, I think they're called Detroit Mercy now. But great, the priests there were just exceptional in teaching right. us broadcasting and everything else. Nice, nice. Well, the, the Jesuits and the uh, and Catholic education has always been noted for having quality people and uh, being very bright. Um, I was as far as like just that last statement, the Catholic whatever is diocese, very bright people. Very bright people. How many dioceses? Hundred and ninety what? Hundred and ninety two. 
and 120. And he said we think there might be, and that's kind of an important phrasing too, uh, because it is they are kept secret. Well, yeah, the uh, I I know this from having yeah, Catholics six, in my life. 62 and a half percent, if those numbers are right. Right. So yeah, not 100. Everyone's supposed to have one, not a little over half do. That's about right. what he said. I do think you're right, Brandon, in the fact that like. I, I know from growing up in a Catholic family and talking to enough people who are Catholic that the church doesn't ever say anything about exorcism. They keep that shit close to the vest, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they don't give they, out specific numbers, they specific don't events. Tell, no. They don't verify shit. They don't, you yeah, don't know. how many of them have gone horribly wrong. Well, and how many of them are false positive? You don't know how many are just people with schizophrenia, like so, you yeah. said, you know? I was it's hard to parse that. I was reading an, uh, an article earlier today just and it was just focused on one di- like one church in the diocese in Indianapolis and in the year 2018 the article was posted in August was this the last exorcism that we've had oh no in Indianapolis between January of 2018 and August 1700 in Indianapolis one city like what Seventeen hundred. That, that seems really high. Exorcisms. Yeah. Yes. What do they include as an exorcism? Are they including like uh, confession? Well, they're no. They're including bullshit. Not every exorcism is like the one that you see. The movie. In in, in how many the, Catholics are there in Indianapolis? Is there a way to know that exact number? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go to the Google. Yeah, you can go to the Googles. We're trying to nail down the percentage of crazy that <laughs> it, city has. It's a it's a fucking lot of exorcisms though. Um. I am curious because which like, is he crazy mentioned, to me too. Well, he mentioned that he was part of like St. Michael's Center and some other groups. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing the kind of people who seriously believe in exorcist, exorcist and or exorcism and believe they are an exorcist are also more liable to join a group of people that have a lot of misinformation and a <laughs> yeah. lot of false reporting included. Yeah. Um, so I'm willing to bet that his numbers are a little high there. So in Indianapolis, there's that there's actually a lot of. Catholics in Indianapolis. I mean that still, but the point. Let's see. Hang on. Even if there's like seventy, but that's no, like, no, 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 no. So I, I'm just thinking about that. It, so like, this, I'm looking at it. It's population total versus Catholics. So there's 240. This is as of 2010. I don't know the last time they did their census. It's been late, uh, so that we won't get it yet. Yeah, yeah. So there was 244,000. Catholics in Indianapolis. That's and there was seventeen hundred, right? So let's crunch those numbers. <laughs> well, and I was even thinking of the fact that like we live in a city that's probably comparable to Indianapolis. I don't know the exact comparison between St. Louis and mm. Indianapolis, but like I've never heard of an exorcism. Now, granted, a lot of people I hang out with aren't religious, but that seems like such a high number. It to does me. seem like high number, right? Like to me, it seems like a very high number. Even, no matter what, there could be 1.2 million Catholics in right. the city, like, and if, I'm just like 1,700. If you I say thought s- that was some shit that happened like once Honestly, in a while, and they tried to you keep said, it secret. If you said seven per city, I'd be like, wow, yeah. I don't. These don't get reported at all. Yeah, where the fuck are these happening? That seems insane. And it, well, it makes sense that they wouldn't get reported though, right? Like, well, if because because who it. is going to report it? The church isn't going to report it. Yeah, the family isn't going to be especially by law compelled to say 
my son had a demon exercised. Like now, how that many would those... only be something that happens inside the church. I don't, and I don't want to. I don't want to judge. But how many of the exorcisms do you think are trying to exercise the gay out of their son and stuff like that? I mean, trying to de. I don't want to speculate on stuff you know, like that. Justify something, you know, like that kind of stuff. It, it probably comes like I think that the, I. I will guess eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not comfortable going there and being that speculative, but. Uh, but either way, some something's going on there. Like, yeah, that that's too much. Either, and he, he kind of pointed out in that first clip that we heard him from that, like, either a mass majority of it are people who don't know how to deal with their family's mental issues and who choose to blame religious. Yeah, you know, I mean, I could. It's I easier could, to blame a demon than it is to think about autism or or the fact that they have uh, PTSD from an abusive upbringing yeah. or whatever it is. You know. Yeah. No, I can I can get that. Did you get your numbers over there? Jimbo? I, I can't find, like, the, uh... I can't find the formula, so it's... I just want to be... point out that Jim right now has done more research in the last two minutes than George Norrie has done 18 years of hosting the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, no shit. That still seems like a wildly big number. It's not even close to the majority of right. Catholics in that city. Also, we're taking one man's... I don't know... Again, like they don't do they have reporting? Do they they give it to the local church to put it in a binder to keep track? Yeah, I it's don't not know. like the, it's not like the state or the federal government's keeping track of exorcisms, right? No, so we're, we're I wouldn't think they would be allowed. We're to. trusting a group that a believes exorcisms exist and help, which is already a major like a group that also stigma, like right? picks and chooses what to hide, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, just, exactly. You know, so like they're already sketchy on the fact that we should trust any of the numbers they get. Well, give. and I would imagine like I would imagine with a number like that, 1700 that an exorcism isn't like th- throwing holy water at a floating bed and shit. Like I would right. imagine that No exorci- one's head is turning around. Yeah, I I would imagine that several of those exorcism exorcisms are just a prayer. Like and then it's being classified as that for because... A, for an unknown illness that someone came down with or, you know... Or anything. Like, I could just... Like, as somebody who was in the church long enough, like, I could see somebody walking in and just being like, pray. Well, and Here's I've seen a prayer. Okay, I don't know. I might be... Exorcism uh, done. Might be confounding Catholics with other types of um, tent preachers I've seen who try to, you know, like, smack someone on the forehead and you can walk again. But they seem to equate... Uh, physical illness and physical disability with uh, the devil. I mean, like, the devil's the reason you're using a cane or in a wheelchair, and I'm going to make you walk again. It's like, well, no, they're in a wheelchair because of things, biology and, and yeah. science. Yeah. Okay, I got it. That's 696.7 people per 100,000 have had to have an exorcism <laughs> in Indianapolis. That seems really high. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Um. Okay. So we're going to move on now. Uh, The week that this – so this episode uh, was right before Halloween, coincidentally. Uh, That makes some sense about what we're hearing. Yeah, um, and Nori's going to ask about it. This is uh, the Halloween season. Does that have anything to do with what's going on with the exorcists? Well, uh, the question comes, you know, is there an uptick in satanic behavior uh, on Halloween and these sorts of things? And – we we experienced that there there is uh, there is a long tradition of this being a kind of a pagan festival which yeah. invokes uh, you know evil and in fact even today I mean it's just sad I saw in my own the diocese up in upstate New York there the witch there's going to be a the first annual witches conference uh, t- uh, tomorrow night and and uh, 
And I think people today say, well, this is lots lots of fun, you know. But I think they, they underestimate and they don't realize what they're really dabbling with. I is, think it, Is he trying to claim that Wiccans are witches? Is, um, is that what it is? I think that's what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. I don't think there are a lot. I, mean, I just are, think he's mad because his club doesn't like the other club. He's like, I'm in the exorcist club. You're in the fucking witches club. Well, like, yeah. And I've. Um, have you guys ever? Who read- has ever known a Wiccan? Like you've, each one of us has to have known a Wiccan. Oh yeah, like, and I was going to ask about that. Exactly. You you know the kind of girls they don't that like are witches with, and, like they don't dabble with devil magic. Yeah, That's they're much like, more about like Mother and Earth. And, yeah. <laughs> also, it's the most like non-threatening movement I've ever seen. Also, like, you are going to have to show like because and and this might be a point that we disagree on, uh, Jim. But like. For me personally, like, I don't know that I can get behind devil magic. Like, I don't know that, like, my brain doesn't think that that probably exists. Me, me neither. Okay. Yeah. So then, like, who cares? Like, even if somebody is a wicked, right, like, and is doing fucking witchcraft, like, it's like, has not anybody real. ever actually been <laughs> like, able to do anything outside of medical remedies, like, with making potions? No. Yeah. No. The, the, someone like, pointed witchcraft it, doesn't. I've really seen this pointed exist, out before. Man. Like the parts of witchcraft or like uh, that kind of like street medicine that work mm-hmm. just become regular science, and the parts that right. don't remain like yeah. alternative medicine because they like, don't work. Before we understood what made a medicine a medicine, we would just put shit into a cauldron and mash up some herbs and, well, and I, tea, I and, the, and I, then drink it, and it's like. <laughs> Okay, Did well, that, did, that didn't kill me, so at least that didn't happen. I love the idea that there are people out there that, like, practice witchcraft or whatever that are probably, like, because this is the, the team that you decided to be on as a witchcraft practicer, it would be like, your god's magic isn't real, but I'm over here, like, putting fucking rose petals in a cauldron and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. your shit's not real either, bro. <laughs> like, what Give the me fuck? a newt's tail. You can't put onions inside of your socks yeah. and expect the flu to go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to stay on Halloween for a second. What is it about Halloween that uh, kind of pushes these demonic spirits and out uh, out to us? People get well, on bath salts and they have these episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's... A, it's uh... Well, Samhain was the, in Ireland was a, a pagan festival, and many times Christianity took pagan festivals and sort of baptized them, if you will, you know, and make it All Saints Day or, or whatever. Uh, but there still is this uh, spiritual tradition that this, uh, this, on a pagan night, uh, the demonic is a bit more active, and, and I think it's somewhat true, especially when people are doing pagan things. You know when they're whether whether invoking Satan, whether and, and some people are, and I and I think that that's uh, dangerous and uh, uh, it is dangerous, spiritual dangerous. You know, I uh, I hear all s- I hear is that these people are old, because in the '60s, Halloween used to be the holiday where you dressed up as a devil, right, or a ghost, and you went around boo trying to scare people. Have to you our seen, generation, like, Halloween, Halloween costumes from the '20s. Yeah, and it was it's all terrifying. about it, yeah. And, but to us, Halloween is that you dress up as a minion. Right. You dress up as fucking you know like the, I, the most like Sonic. It's my when, it's a kid. My thing. niece this this past Halloween, my niece was a unicorn inside of a jeep. It was like one of those blow up outfits. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, because yeah, like the well, idea it's that funny like we the humor is what is and when, how Halloween. When goes. I hear I've anybody, I've never laughed so hard than like trying to watch her run in that thing. <laughs> 
Because, like, the front end of the Jeep would drag the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I hear someone of that age group, like, presumably a boomer, at least older than us, it sounds, um, talk about – we used to work at – like, I've run into these people in real life. Whenever I hear people talk about Halloween being a demonic holiday, all I hear is, like, and rock and roll is from the devil. Right. It's this antiquated yeah. this, kind of thought. It, it reminds me so much. They really of, think that Ozzy Osbourne was the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Like, it reminds like, me so much of my childhood. And, like, if my mom ever were to listen to this, she'd be so mad at me for fucking saying this. Because it's not like we weren't allowed. Like, we were, like, we always had Halloween and, and like, yeah. Halloween. And we were allowed to dress up as scary shit if we wanted to. Like, were you I allowed was, to decorate the house? Oh, yeah. And okay. my mom did a fucking kick-ass job. That's one thing okay. I will say. My mom always but, made so what was her problem with halloween it, it's not halloween but it's that the 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 last thing that he said is like these people don't know what they're dabbling with like we were oh. not the movie the exorcist not allowed in my house was not allowed in my house um uh, there are certain, you can't have a stack of tarot cards right right you couldn't ouija have, boards ouija boards they're literally trademarked and owned by parker brothers so Mil- when i Mil- was Bradley. when i was growing Mil- up Bradley. Yeah. yeah it's it's when i was it's growing not up demonic we went to a, a a Lutheran, like uh, a traditional Lutheran church, and Lutheranism is basically Catholic light. Like it's the yeah, same I've thing, heard, just yep. like slightly less rules, like yeah. a little bit different. Um, yeah, I just it, it was Martin was, Luther's version of rebelling against his parents. Yeah, I was just <laughs> in a, a baptism in a Lutheran church, and I was like, this is all the same as the Catholic shit yeah. that I experienced. <laughs> it's not very much different. Yeah, but it's we, more dressed we were, down. We were talking, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to wear a suit. Yeah. yeah not a three-piece suit. Instead anymore. of getting hit with a roller, they just tisk tisk tisk. Yeah. Um, but uh, me and my cousins, uh, we did what they would call an acolyte, where you dress up in the same robes as the, the pastor, and you go up there and you light the candles uh-huh. and put yep. them out or whatever. Um. And yeah, for when us, we were those get- were altar boys, and they, when we, they don't yeah, have a good history. Yeah. <laughs> Bad things happen to them. <laughs> That's one difference from Catholicism <laughs> and Lutheranism. <laughs> that we know of. But uh, Exorcism anyway, and we were getting ready like to like put the clothes on and get the candle thing, and we talked about using the Ouija board, and our priest, our pastor got super mad. Yeah. And that was the last time I went to that church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like that shit. That is very very real in in uh, well, I can been only in a home speak where to someone that like a loved one told me that like when I brought up that I wanted to get a uh, tarot card set because I have a uh, a musician I follow, they released a tarot card set that was jokey. That yeah. was all about like mortality and your life ending and all this stuff. And I mentioned getting that and they kind of freaked out. They're like you cannot get that. I yeah. don't want a tarot card in Psychics. this house. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. Like that's like they, they actually were joking believe in the power of it. Yeah. yeah, psychics are like evil. Witchcraft is real. Gypsies are probably bad because they practice both. Uh, yeah, like the like... people that have fun with these types of things are the people that don't really believe in it. And then, like the ones that do believe in it are like, no, get it away. I'll tell you though, <laughs> it has traumatic effects though, because like to this day, I won't fuck with Ouija board. Because of how, oh yeah, because it, it was created, ingrained. Like, yeah, it, it created something in your like your it, mind. Yeah, it it messed with you. Because like now, I'm like because even though I don't necessarily like believe anything religiously or like whatever, like something scared you with even, the Ouija board, even, and then yeah, even when I was yeah. a fucking like atheist atheist like in my teens i like really like pushed back and was like fuck all this like there was i was no the guy, same like, way whatever uh, annoyingly atheist i still I wouldn't it. i still wouldn't fuck with a ouija a board vegan va- a vegan atheist yeah. Yeah. there's always that thought in the back of my head when it came to shit like the ouija board 
Not the exorcist. Are you tempting fate? Like, yeah. yeah. What if I'm fucking wrong? See, I never <laughs> had that. <laughs> so, I think that's because it's that one time in the back of your head. Yeah. You and I, Brandon, are incredibly <laughs> similar to the way we view religion and things like exorcism or that. But the, the key difference is that you grew up. We both have Catholic families. You grew up in a Catholic school and in a Catholic yeah. belief. My parents or my mom at least was sent to catholic school and kind of like we had no religion in the house yeah so it was kind of foreign to me yeah that's the generation i'm raising right now yeah is it like i'm not not like i'm not not telling them about it but i'm like when you ask me i will talk about it and i will that's how my mom was but she also grew up like vatican ii so there's like a big shift in the church around that time yeah, it was, I don't know, it, it was interesting. I'm glad that I was raised Catholic, but, like, there are things, like the Ouija board thing, I feel like my life would be What's better if I didn't like, have to worry about the Ouija board. I don't board. know, <laughs> like, were you around a lot of Catholics, Jim? Me and Brandon were. Were you more just, like, uh, Protestant, non denominational Every kid in my neighborhood, when we moved to St. Peter's, every kid in the neighborhood that I hung out with, they were all Catholic. Okay. And, they, and they went to uh, All Saints, like... Yep. What was it called? PSR? Yeah. Like yeah. every Wednesday? So, like, yeah, I went to All Saints. They'd spend <laughs> proper. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> but what, it was like four hours after school. Yeah. Like yeah. after dinner time, they'd go to PSR for like four hours. Yeah. And it was like it was like three days a week, right? It was like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays or something like that. I don't think it was I don't think it was day. that often. Maybe it was Tuesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. Okay. So when like when a guy like uh Steven uh I know it would that... always it would always suck for me though, because I go knock on a friend's house and they're like, Oh, he's at PSR. I'm just like, damn it, I wanted to play Nintendo. <laughs> damn you <Yeah>. god. <laughs> Is it Steven with a V or a PH? PH. I knew it. I fucking hate Steven <laughs> with a PH. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Stephen. Um, it's like J O N, the dumbest of all Johns. <laughs> Uh, you just like fucked over Steve Colbert and John well, Stewart. Like, so yeah. Stephen, it's pronu- it's pronounced like a V. Stefan. It should be Stefan. Well, yeah, it should be yeah Stefan. I work with a guy named Stephen. Ph yeah. is an F sound. But like, buh, I think buh, the reason buh. why this stuff doesn't like shock me when I hear Stephen talk about this stuff is that like. Rossetti, I think is his last name, uh, yes. is because like I kind of grew up with this, so I'm used to the extremes of like family members who are yeah, me too, still yeah, yeah, still hard believers. Yeah, I actually liked this episode a lot just because I was like, oh, I'm familiar with a lot of what we're talking about here. Um, another thing that I actually like, no joke, this is a real compliment to George Nori, not backhanded at all. I promise. Um. He actually asks better questions on this episode than any other episode that I have listened to with Nori. He probably gauges the caller's intelligence and then bases it off that, Yeah, how he responds. Is Nori Catholic? I feel like he is. I don't know. He looks Catholic. That mustache. <laughs> that mustache <laughs> says well, Catholic. Well, like, <laughs> like you kind of talked about a little that's bit a, about that's earlier. a backhand compliment. Um, that's a, that one is. He's from St. Louis. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, our area is heavily Catholic. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's a good possibility just based on location. But it's like all the midwestern like larger cities are usually. I don't like hearted around Catholic. Yeah. I don't want to lead you to believe that he doesn't give his get Rosetti a pass because like he does a few times in the episode give Rosetti like those passes that he does where he just kind of agrees and goes on. But here's a question that I actually think like this is an example of a question that I'm like, yes, thank you. If Joe Rogan did this shit, he would have a better show. Are, are there some people who think, you know, demons and exorcisms just aren't real? Oh, people in Catholic Church. I mean, we have priests, and I said, I think bishops. There's some who don't, and and it's, I think that's sad. If you really are a Christian, you're people of the book. I mean, you believe that the Bible is inspired, whether you're Catholic or Protestant or Evangelical or whatever. 
And and if you if you're honest, frankly, and you read the New Testament, it is shot full of uh, Jesus performing exorcisms. And and as John Paul II said, the Pope John Paul II said, if you don't believe in the reality of Satan, he says, you don't believe in the gospel. It's it's there. That is true. We're with Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. His websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com. He's written a number of books, including Diary of an American Exorcist, and uh, that's all about you. So I uh, I kept that end on there just because I love how George Norrie at the very— like. So he asked a good question, but then he immediately gave a pass, and he was just like— Well, yeah, you have that, a plug, yeah, more that's, importantly. That's true. Right. By the way, this guy is this, and here's his book, and here's where you can buy it, and blah, 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 blah. Um, say what you said during the, during the clip. So— all the Jesus and miracles, he's healing people. And when it's an ailment of the mind, like you got to understand that the Bible is written by people like of 2000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus himself didn't write the, this. it's people that who had been spoken to by God and they, they write down. But like when you're like, when they get to firsthand accounts, like it's that person's opinion of what they're seeing. Right, like, oh, that person must be possessed by a demon. So, like, I'm no, well, maybe they're also, schizophrenic or something like that. I also they, don't like they um, drink some bad peyote. I don't like Rossetti's idea that, that like, well, <laughs> Jesus did it, so we should all be doing it. Jesus also walked on water. Are you gonna walk out in the middle of the ocean and try to like d- replicate that? Like, no, you're not insane, right? So like, let's you're leave not exor- gonna find me on the ocean ever unless it's let's, like within a mile of yeah. Shore. So like, Stephen, let's leave exorcism <laughs> to the professionals, like right. Jesus, like Jesus. He knows what he's doing. He's also he God. His, yeah, his <laughs> dad is fucking the man. So, uh, quick question: Do uh, so you're non-denominational, right? That's correct. Uh, is the um, so for like Catholics? I was raised that like the Father is the Son is the Holy Spirit. Is that's that, still a thing. That's yeah. still a thing. So the Trinity is that's the, a common truth. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, but okay. So I'm so glad though that actually not in all of Christianity. I forget what particular brand of Christianity doesn't believe that Baptist. Uh, I don't. Know. <laughs> I know that's a completely different religion, but Judaism doesn't believe that they're all one. Right. Um, but there is. There is a form of Christianity, and I just can't think of the name of it. No, I'm Calvinism. So they're all about predestination. So oh, that that's right. if if you go to hell, it's because you were the, born. You, to yep, go there's there. a certain number of yeah. people that are gonna go to heaven. I was really uh, interested, though, in your take on that. On like because when he said that, the like I like your expl- explanation because as somebody who grew up in the Catholic Church. When he said there are all these examples of Jesus doing exorcisms, when I thought about those examples, like he doesn't give any of them. So I'm thinking back to my schooling and me growing up in that with those teachings and like whatever. And my thought is like, yeah, I see how you could think that those are like I see how you could argue that those are exorcisms. But I didn't really know from like because I only have had that Catholic experience that. So when you said healing like my brain was like well fucking duh like that's what they say of jesus is like he's a healer like that's and then all of a sudden it makes sense that like if you take away the there's a fucking demon here aspect and you're just like this guy has a disability and jesus is whether or not the story is true it doesn't matter in the story yeah like 
if that's what Yo's he does, in the sick. that's like a great explanation I, I think that doesn't Steven involve would, fucking demons. Steven would argue that we're talking about the same thing, pocket. right? Because Steven would talk about the fact that like what Jesus was doing when he quote-unquote healed people was that he was exercising demons that were making yeah, him sick. There's, it's but a, then that gets into a whole thing of like, well, is anytime someone gets the flu, is that the devil? Is that a demon? Right. Or is it just like how the natural you, world? How, this is stupid. How do you how do you spell exorcism? I'm one of those people that no, if you don't I spell a word often. O R E X O R C C I S M. I every time I fucking Exorcism. put that word in, you know a, what? In a clip What's title, weird? I, I had to fuck it. I fucked. I it get up. that word every time. You know, a word I can never spell for the life of me: apocalypse. Try every time I have to like go to Google because even like my text pr- uh, predicting thing can't even figure out what I'm trying to type. It's I actually, have here yeah. a handy dandy electronic Bible. And I'm going to type the word in. Exorcism? I'm going to search the word exorcism. I'm curious if it ever appears. It does not. <laughs> not once. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Um, but it's in the Bible a bunch of times. Like, didn't you know? Um, here's my, here's one. I think, of, Jim, you're probably right that he's confusing it a lot with, uh, like, Dante and William Blake and the people who, the romantic period of the yeah. church art that came about in, like, the 16th, 17th century, like, yeah. or even earlier. One particular guy fucked it up for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Dante. He's a dick. Yep. Way to be such a good writer, but still way too complex I disagree with him being a good writer. He's very good at, like, describing things and putting them into a book, but, man, was it's that a really, really dry read. Oh, it's, yeah, you, it's well, fucking... It's, that was the driest read, read I've it. ever had to do in my entire life. It, to me, too. Now, granted, we're reading it in English. It was written in Italian, one of the first major, like, literary works written in, like, basic Italian that mm. everyone could read. So it apparently rhymes and is very beautiful in Italian. When you translate it, it's fucking garbage. But yeah, you, you, you can't... Have, you There's can't no put, rhythm to it. You can't like, use a Germanic language's words and then translate it into the love languages and try to sing a song and make it yeah, sound it's nice. Like, it's not going to happen. Shakespeare wrote in English, so even though it's like old, it still has a music to it that we understand. We well, like if most you, of the references. If you read it in that era English. Yeah, Dante is one of those people yeah. that when you read it, you're like, oh, this does not fucking hold up. So this might be one of – There's a, I have a few. There's like a top three or four list on on, on – in these clips but this is one of the tops uh for me this is our friend here uh steven rossetti explaining to us monsignor if you will explaining to us how he became an exorcist and i think this might be one of the greatest fucking jobs he ever fucking landed if you could call it that how much does he get paid to be an exorcist no idea but it totally <laughs> asked that question it, yeah it totally doesn't matter because this is the greatest explanation you'll fucking ever hear somebody give to this question when you made the decision to become an exorcist did you have any regrets uh you know i i think i think uh we we had a case and i, and I tell people here's how it happened i uh i'm a licensed psychologist as you know and and the the cardinal had a, a, a potential case 14 years ago, and he asked me to evaluate to see if the person's really just got a psychological problem, which I did. And I said, you know, it's not this person is, you know, fairly sane. Uh, I don't see it as a psychological problem. I think you need an exorcist. And so he asked three different priests to do it, and they all said no. So, huh. so, so I'm sitting there with it with the with the auxiliary bishop. He said, what do we do now? I said, well, uh, give it to me. I said, how hard can it be? So he's just like, you know what? what? If, I'll wing it. If you're yeah. a psychologist and you're also a priest, I guess you're an exorcist? I guess so. It's <laughs> like, this is telling me is this guy's a really bad psychiatrist. And that they went, <laughs> yeah. three, they went to three exorcists who looked at the guy and was like, he's you're, obviously got mental problems. Yeah. No. 
And then the psychiatrist is like, well, I'll do it. And they're like, well, that should be a red flag right there, right? Like. I love that he like you're supposed to be able to diagnose schizophrenia. His yeah. his own response to what he just said is how kind of, hard could it be? Is kind of oh. funny. So that's kind of dumb. Uh, but it, was, <laughs> it, it can be difficult, and uh, but nonetheless, that was my first uh, case, and uh, as they say, it, 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 it's all history since there. There's your fucking Freudian slip. <laughs> well, that's kind of dumb. Well, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> Uh yeah, that nervous chuckling. I think he like, just accidentally said the quiet part loud in so many words. He, like his his nervous chuckle, and then ex- that explanation was like, "Yeah, I fucked my whole life up because I, of this." Right? <laughs> it, it's kind of you can hear him internally saying, "Like, oh, I should come up with a better story for this." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, this is not cinematic at all. Uh, that that made me laugh quite a bit. He was just like, "Wait a minute, what? You just decided? I'll I'll just do it. Fuck it." I also, like, this is the point where I wish Nori would have asked the deeper question of, like, obviously you can't get into the specifics, you can't name names, but, like, why did you think this wasn't a mental problem? What was he right. doing that, like, for for you was, like, oh, this can't be, like, because there's a lot of mental problems, and yeah. they can manifest in a lot of different ways. Yeah, he's not. Like, I'm people kind can of have disappointed. God, people can have, like, God complexes, you know, think they are Jesus. That's not uncommon. I I'm don't understand kinda, what his criteria is. We've gotten this far and I've been dwelling on it and just haven't said anything. I, I'm kind of disappointed by his name. He's named something very normal for being an exorcist. Like, you think of an exorcist and, and you're like, that, like their name should be something like Increase Mather. Like, who has the first <laughs> name of Increase? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Rossetti just sounds like a, a celebrity chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Tell me um, how to cook a chicken. Here's another instance, though, that I do think that like kind of good on George Norrie. Like he's he might be giving him a pass, but at least he's asking a question um, that I think, like I think it should be asked. I don't know if I'm satisfied with the answer at Can all. Can a person who's not a priest become an ex- exorcist? I've never heard of that. Well, uh, of course. M- Many religions, and actually most religions, have some history or tradition of an evil spirit in some sort of ritual. I mean, it's not just Catholicism or Christianity. Muslim, Jewish faiths, other faiths have that sort of uh, tradition. So lots of people have a tradition. Uh, I got a question the other night. Uh, obviously, we as Christians believe that Jesus gave his followers the, the authority and the power to cast out demons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jesus said that, you know. And the interesting thing, by the way, is how Jesus did exorcism was different than the people of his day. Uh, the Jewish people in Jesus' day did exorcisms in one of three ways. The, they either called on a holy name like an ancient prophet, or they did some sort of readings of the sacred text, like what we call today the Old Testament, or they gave the person some sort of uh, thing to ingest that was considered to be, be blessed. Jesus didn't do any of those things. He, he simply looked at the person, and in his own name and his own authority, he cast them out. You know, and so and then he passed it on to us. So we say, in Jesus' name, I cast you out. And so we're using the power of the person of Jesus to cast them out. Um, well, but then the question comes: Is what about other religions? What right uh, is is it effective? Well, God is. I mean, God is generous. I mean, I, I think that when I, I I don't know, but my impression has been that when people reproach the Lord with faith uh, that uh, God will be generous and 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 liberate those he, he wishes to so I I, I think it, you know I, I believe the other religions uh, do have a valid exorcism. I wish Nori would have kind of stopped him halfway there and been like 
Because I feel like he did what I do sometimes, even even on the podcast. Like there are times on the podcast where I start a sentence because I know what I what point I'm about to make. You and Jim will be talking or something. I'm like, I gotta say this thing, and I'll start a sentence and I'll forget, or I'll like trail off and be like, oh shit, what point was I trying to make? And I'll have that thought, but I'll keep talking until I get back until I work my way back around to what I was gonna say, right? Yeah. And I think that's what just happened here for like a minute and forty nine seconds was yeah, him. He went off on a it tear was of so, shit that was not a no, like it, even relevant. It was like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah, no he's not asking you if other religions have a form of exorcism he's asking is it normal for a guy to just be like i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) like Like, i'm cool i'll do it what dory should have said was like so you're telling me your training was saying i'll take that assignment with your hand raised like that's not good enough training to expel demons from people after three priests were like i'm not we're not exercising what do those three priests know that you don't yeah so demons are definitely mentioned in the Bible, but only like twice. Uh, and this is a, an example of Jesus healing a man who couldn't speak. And it said, it says, behold, a demon oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. Like, that's just healing. Which, like a demon. And that is really, yeah. I, I guess, an interpretation. I can't see someone making the argument that the that word is demon is interchangeable demon. with ailment. Right. And right. That day but I age. think that it's kind of telling that most Catholics, or at least, or most religious people, at least the religious people I like, Jim, like you, when they see <laughs> Jesus doing that, they don't focus on the demon and the expelling. They focus on the fact that he healed someone who is suffering. Right. And well, the, also the healing is the, the important in thing. In the same sense that when we lose. How many times do we talk about celebrities struggling with demons? We mean drugs and alcohol and like yeah. The, the Your trans- own weakness. Yeah, Anytime the translation I've ever doesn't to necess- someone having demons, it was either alcohol or drug problem or depression or whatever. Whatever somebody's struggling with, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it. Yeah. And so in that, it's too convenient a blanket just to throw on everything to label it like yeah. oh those are demons those are your your inner Satan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, George Nori goes on. He's got another question for uh, for our guest here. Monsignor, does the exorcist ever get walloped by the demon when he finally gets cast out of the person he's possessed? Well, in a tough case, uh, we have a few. Every once in a while, we have a rough uh, case that, uh, you know, uh, tighten your belt. I mean, we're basically protected. If he weren't, you know, we'd all be dead. I mean, it would be the first person that Satan would kill all the exorcists. But as I tell all the young exorcists, I said, look, you can't poke Satan in the eye every day and think that he's not going to notice. You know, so uh, we do get, you can get roughed up a little bit depending on, uh, uh, you know, how rough the case is. And you can you experience some demonic pushback, but Jesus will take care of you. So, so uh, you to know, me, you're... that's such a weird idea because, like, the Catholic Church that I grew up in is uh, one of, like, Fearing the devil and fearing sin and fearing, uh, for me, it was like everything. Like every fucking move was probably a goddamn sin. Um, And so for somebody who's a part of that church, who's like in the, the clergy, to then be like, but, you know. Jesus has got you. So you can Jesus literally come face to face with the devil. That would be cool. 
Like, whatever. I'm just like, man, that's such an... At least that's not the way that I was taught it. So, well, like, that, like I don't know. Yeah, and I don't have a personal Maybe connection Maybe that's with what it, this new like, evil pope brought. <laughs> my <laughs> personal connection is the movie The Exorcist. So, like... But in The Exorcist, the priest pays a heavy toll for performing The Exorcist on this troubled young girl, right? Like, I thought that was part of the lore with exorcism, is that, like, the priest kind of absorbs the pain and the suffering because they're... M- Sent by God to do the right to shield. I mean, I guess I, I do think that I do think that if you talk to most people who believe in exorcisms, um, and I can only speak to the way that I used to be because I wouldn't speak to the way that I like. I don't feel that way now, but I know growing up, I believed in it. Um, I think that like, but I didn't think of them all as that movie. Like, I, I thought of that as, like, a s- sensationalized, like, even when I believed that that's probably, that that could have happened, I didn't think that they all were like that. So, it makes sense to me for him to be like, well, sometimes and sometimes not. It's just, but it, it is weird to me that he, the idea that just like, well, as long as you believe in God, everything's cool. It's like, well, then anybody can do an exorcism. Like, what makes you special? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know? Um... And apparently, he kind of already said that. Like people of other religions can do exorcisms. I feel so it's not like really a Catholic. I thing. I feel like he think. starts touching on parts, aspects of that movie, though. And I feel like that that's part of well, his lore, like what he. Well, believed. I think that's part of like I don't know about the world, but at least American lore about exorcisms. Mm-hmm. That movie is like it's the only. I think it's one of two horror films to ever win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It's a seminal movie. Like I, I mean, have you guys both seen it? The yeah, yeah, wasn't a fan. <laughs> Right, but even if you're not a fan, you understand why that movie like fucked a generation up. Exactly, yeah. it was like one of the scariest movies to ever come, especially during the '70s. Yeah, if you ever watched a horror movie in the '70s? Usually, they're laughable. Yeah, that one does hold yeah. up. My my parents, that was their number one scariest movie. Right to the point that like seen. that was I think the one movie as a kid like <laughs> we were allowed to watch Goodfellas or Casino like gangster films but like Exorcist was like that's actually a I scary believe, movie. I know that that was not allowed in our house. For the same reason, because that's actually a scary movie. But it was also like, I'm pretty sure both my parents had seen that. So had I been a kid who knows what I know now, I would have been like, what's up with that? How do you know? Like, if it's not allowed in this house because it's evil, the fuck did you see it? (laughs) Why didn't every teenager at a a drive-in in in the 70s get cursed? But here's him touching on kind of those points, or at least that's what it feels like to me. He he starts to like kind of pull shit from specifically that movie and i'm just like that's kind of okay satan's always in the midst of exorcisms the demons are always threatened to kill me we're going to kill you you're going to die we're going to get you and they're always saying these sorts of things to us and they just say it was a lot, it's a lot of bluster and this comes out of the possessed person's mouth yes those, those kinds uh, when of things the, when, the, when their person well, that's one of the signs of a possession or you pray over the person their personality recedes forward comes the uh, demonic personality and you can tell i mean it's just really evil it's a whole change in personality and uh it's incredibly evil and and they one of the first things out of their mouth is you stupid priest you know i hate you <laughs> probably even worse that you can't say on the radio yeah well they do uh, and i tell them to stop it in jesus name i say close your mouth uh, i don't i don't allow them to cuss and swear in front of me. i love that idea too in Jesus' name, he, shut up. He doesn't allow them. Yeah, <laughs> like, he doesn't allow them to cuss or swear. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, I I don't think that Jim the devil the, cares. Yeah, I, I really don't think curse words are like a cross. I don't think that like Jesus repels against. If the devil against, cared, he would he even words. be in this situation? Right. <laughs> like, but I think like Jim is mostly correct that all I can see in these situations are people who are schizophrenic, who have multiple personality disorder, or uh, like aggressive mood swings, manic depressiveness, like. Undiagnosed That's, autism. When they say yeah. that they switch on a dime, like I don't know if you've ever, you can go on YouTube and watch people like videos of people who have multiple personalities. It's fucking astounding to watch people switch in a in a moment's notice. Yeah. I think he's just a, a shitty psychiatrist. He should recognize this. Yeah, and I get that it's all part of the like this is what an exorcism is, and this is what like demon possession is, and whatever. But to me, it just felt like that whole clip to me felt like they just described that scene in that movie, right? Like he like he's just like, and then it comes out it like that's what they say with their mouth, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's just like I could see the floating bed is kind of well, where and I was even that doesn't the priest even do that like. Quit saying, quit cursing at me. Quit saying that. Yeah. Uh, talking about my mother in hell and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They get into the mother stuff too. We invoke the name of Jesus. You're invoking Christ Himself. So, it's it's a way of bringing Christ's presence, uh, which is why you shouldn't use the name as a swear word. Which uh, I just it just really upsets me. Oh, and, and you're uh, right. Some people do. You know, a lot of people do, yeah. and they don't think anything of it. Say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, how would you like it if I took your mother's name and and started using that as a cuss word? That's I mean, true. You know I mean? Nobody would. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's it's uh, it's a holy thing, and the demons know that, and it just makes them nuts. They just it just they just suffer. Just even I just hear like Don name. Rickles. Well, you haven't met my mother, <laughs> like some shit like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to say, like I I love my mom, but I I'm pretty sure that if it became a thing in the podcast where we started saying "Damn it, Tina," yeah, or like the, she would be uh, thrilled with that, right? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I just okay, whatever, whatever, Nori. Yeah, um, that is that does worry me because one of my favorite curse words is "God damn it." I say it all the time, jokingly or when I'm mad. Like it's my my go to. That's one of the hardest ones that I've had to like get out. Right, uh, and it's one of the things I don't think about, I but I do know it that it genuinely like upsets some people. Like if you say it with the same way that you would say "God damn it," if you go. God bless America. Like, <laughs> like using it as like a, a swear word. It's it, it. I don't know. I just find humor in it on top of saying it. I try to do that around my kids now. Like, like not for, that one. For fuck. Like, if you're gonna say what the fuck, go what the Jeff. And it just uh, sounds ridiculous. A friend of the show, Dan, uh, <laughs> taught me that like beans is a good replacement because it makes everyone laugh. So the oh, other day, beans. Uh, well, the other day I was in the <laughs> store and I was like, "What the beans?" And Tim was like, "What are you talking about? Like what? <laughs> what beans? Those are chips." And he was like, "Yeah, no, I understand, but I'm just don't worry Did about it." Did he eventually think it was funny? Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He he laughed. He kept saying it throughout the rest of the story. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, beans." I was like, "Damn it." Um, no, that's kind of funny though. Yeah, that is hilarious. Here is uh, maybe my favorite moment of the episode. What about the crucifix and holy water? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, sometimes I watch these movies on TV about exorcism, they, and they they parody that. You know, the priest holding up the crucifix and holy water. I watched like three days ago. I was doing an exorcism, and we we're throwing holy water on the possessed person. It was a regular tap water. It was, it was blessed, of course. That was blessed. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was. It was. Uh, Oh, you there? Ooh, we lost the priest. Let's call him back, Tommy, and get him back on. 
The devil didn't like that. <laughs> the devil. The, the, the <laughs> devil didn't like that at all. No. It sounded like he unplugged his microphone because there was like a little pop. Oh my God! That he is was my... swinging his hands around, gestating. Like I was so. Yeah. It made me laugh so much because when oh, I found when I first listened to this episode, I started cutting it. it. That happened, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's the devil!" And then Nori, <laughs> one second later, it was like the devil didn't like that conversation. It was like, "You son of a bitch!" Um, what is the coolest aspect of this? Is they play this up for so long. Dude's only off the phone for like a few minutes. Like they get him they back on the keep phone. Keep going with it. Like, oh my besides, god! Besides, like one comment, they're like, "Oh yeah, I actually there's Satan was listening to the radio waves I, and he I, said no. He's giving away the secret. I had to Steven. debate if I should cut some of this down, just because like it's like okay, after you've heard it one time, it's gonna prove the point. But it's so fucking funny that they just keep playing up this obviously dropped because call. Like Rossetti has nothing else. Yeah, Stephen is fucking like he's running dry. He's at this point. They're five minutes into a conversation about the. I mean, we, I know we've stretched it to like forty minutes, but like five minutes they're talking about exorcism, and he's gone to the movie The Exorcist. Yeah, he's got nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love a that there's like a bunch of like shameless promotion in here, and and then just like they're taking advantage of the fact that this call dropped, and like they do it for so long. You know, we sometimes have these things happen when a controversial guest is on. I remember years ago I had Jordan Maxwell on, and he was saying something very controversial, and he just disappeared. He was gone. And uh, we've got one of the most technically clean shows in the country. So this stuff doesn't happen. All right, Alex Jones. (laughs) Right. Once we finally got him back on, Jordan told me he could hear voices in the background of people saying, we got him, we got him, we got him. Now, in this particular case, we're talking about the devil and demons and things like that with Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, and he just merely, poof, disappears. And uh... can I can I make a point? Oh, please. Coast to coast, if you ever listen to them, they're on every night for four hours, mm-hmm. right? You can tune in any time, and someone is spewing some crazy shit. If you and I've listened to enough radio to hear calls drop all the time. Yeah. So like, I am sure that every time a call is dropped, it's when someone is saying some real dangerous shit. Yeah. Like, but it's not. It's because that's all they do. Yeah. I love. I love that he's like, we have the cleanest show in the, the cleanest sound. Like, what? First of all, you're mo- on AM. Mostly you're broadcasted on, on AM. AM. Like notoriously not, shitty signal. Yeah, you're not fooling anybody. Um. I love it. he like he doesn't know what to do right in the moment so he like calls like he has his producer he's like hey Tom put on your headphones and and get on the mic for a minute because he's like talking to him and so like Tom's talking back to him and the audience can't hear it and it's like he's just hearing Nori yeah, yeah you're just hearing Nori respond so he's like Tom put on your headphones and whatever and he gets on and he's like you just disappeared and Tom's like yeah well for some reason his phone died. And then we tried to call him, and then we tried to call him on a different number, and he's just not answering, so probably the devil. <laughs> like, he says literally all of that except for the the punchline. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not this, that he's an old man who can't work technology. Th- this, not at all. This just keeps going on, and it, it, it's so funny to me. His book is called Diary of an American Exorcist, Demons, Possession, and the Modern Day Battle Against Ancient Evil. I'm spooked out. I got to tell you, I mean, this is bizarre that this that this happened. This is truly bizarre. 
truly bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> like, stretch it's for, so much. Stretch for more time, Nori. Yeah. So they go. So they uh, they go to a, a commercial break, right? And then they and then they come back, and they're just like, we're just gonna keep, we're just gonna keep, keep bamping. So the good uh, Monsignor's website linked up at coasttocoastam.com. And again, his book is called Diary of an American Exorcist. And we will pray to God that we can get him back when we come back on Coast to Coast Day. Pray to God, Verizon. (laughs) Right, whatever. So obviously, like, they go to to commercial break, um, and then they finally get him back on, and they're going to just have a little fun together. Well, welcome back to Coast to Coast. God willing, we'll take phone calls next hour with Monsignor Stephen Rossetti as we work trying to get him back after the demons clipped his phone. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Now, for the grace of God, let's go back to Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, whom I think we have back on. Stephen, are you there, Monsignor? George, I'm here. I'm sorry about that. Uh, the demons you know, are out to get you and me. Well, you know, it, 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 I know people may not believe this, but we uh, it's not uncommon that when possessed people try to chat with us, uh, phone lines, which are normally working just fine, just stop working. And uh, so we have a special prayer we say for technology. And I actually just threw some holy water on my phone. I mean, just, they go nuts. No, I believe that. It's, it's, wait, wait. it's weird. If your phone is dropping calls, maybe it's because you're throwing water on it. Yeah, no shit. It's like, we have a prayer for technology. I baptized my phone by immersion. Like, why couldn't we get a hold of you? Because I was at the sink getting my right. water bottle, blessing that shit. What the fuck? Oh, I had to go God. dunk my other phone real quick, and it didn't turn back on. I I'm don't know assuming why. the technology prayer isn't also the water blessing prayer, and I'm unless he positive. has holy water so, on him. This is even funnier because most of us own smartphones that are somewhat waterproof to a certain degree, like if you drop in a toilet. Mine's right? even demon-proof. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm positive this old motherfucker is calling on a landline, right? He's got to be. Yeah. I mean, the, when he was having, when Nori was having the conversation with his uh, producer or whatever, he was just he's like, we got him on the international line. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? He's on WhatsApp. Yeah. If he's on a landline, he should definitely not take a bath with his phone. <laughs> they, they, I, I, I just love this whole seg, this whole part of the show is just my favorite thing that happened in this conversation. People don't believe that uh, demons actually can influence physical things, but they can. For example, that famous case. The movie The Exorcist uh, was based on was a real case of a young lad who was uh, possessed. Uh, his all sorts of physical things happened. You know, his bed starts shaking, uh, things started flying around the room. I mean, there's all sorts of physical manifestations. We have a case recently where a woman, a young woman, was possessed and she was in this huge truck, and the entire huge, you know, two-ton truck was shaking. You know, so uh, they can influence the physical world, and you can bet. They don't like people uh, talking about this subject. Like essentially, so, like, they the react. Truck, did the truck break down? Is that what happened? Is, Why, is, a is semi it, was shaking. They had a flat tire and it shook while I got he over said, the side. He said demons don't like people talking about them. So essentially, they react like Will Smith. That's right. <laughs> I said it. It, so, was, it was an easy one. If, <laughs> if they can shake will. a two-ton truck, right? Doesn't fucking with the wires of a cell phone seem like kind of? Paltry for the beneath powers. them, right? Yeah, you can literally make their house shake, everything fall off. Why the wall, would not break their silver? Why not like make the radio China? station go off the air? Right, so like do you have important. the power of the or, devil? If you have the power to shut their phone off, keep it off. 
Why are they? Uh, he's he's able to call back. You're fucking a shitty dude. You said there was a little <laughs> d- prayer that you could do to do yeah. protect. Well, we, is, is it long? Can you just do it now over the phone? Uh, uh, I just I said I said a prayer a couple seconds ago, but it's on our app. It's our app is called uh, uh, Catholic Exorcism. So download the app. I encourage people to do that, or www.catholicexorcism.org, and in that app you'll see what, uh, what we call. Uh, a prayer for technology, and uh, Umberlino prayer for technology to protect your devices when you're using them. So whenever it's something big, I should have said it before we started. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's we're just getting used to it. So we have, we we wrote a whole prayer, but uh, I'll say a prayer right now. Again, we ask our the holy angels really to protect our conversation uh, and allow this that the Lord's grace might be. Uh, come to fruition here, and the demons might be cast out in Jesus' name. Let's do it. Let's hope. Let's hope indeed. So, so like, he got he got in Jesus' that was it. name. Yeah, that was it. He got in Jesus' name, prayer. but it's it's always it ends in Jesus' name. We pray, or in Jesus' it, name, I pray. And it's not like, oh, the holy angels used to protect us. No, that start also with Father God or Lord Jesus. That also wasn't the fucking technology prayer. Right. Why wouldn't he just divulge the technology prayer? Because you gotta get the app. The devil just clipped your line, dude. He's fucking with you now. Also, I I imagine that, like, this is further proof. Gotta download the app. Further proof that Stephen is working with a a landline, because if it was, he would say, like, oh, it only works through text. You actually have to send the message to the phone. (laughs) I'll text it to you right now. I need the app. But what if my phone quits working and I can't get to the app? Right. Because of the literal <laughs> devil. Already, we already know the devil can shut off phone lines. If he shuts off your phone line, how are you going to get to the app? You're telling me he can't fuck with your Wi-Fi? Right. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> that Wi-Fi is above the devil? <laughs> so you have Wi-Fi priests that bless it every day. <laughs> this is bullshit, man. Yeah, but you can only figure out that if this, prayer wait, if you download if the was, app. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this was true, no McDonald's Wi-Fi would ever work. With the shit people surf on there, the devil would be all over that shit. <laughs> Dude, that that made me so happy. That was one of the moments that when I was cutting the episode, I laughed out loud with my headphones on. Like that's, I was, a, that's I, a new grift. Yeah, selling a protection selling for your a, devices. The kind of people you're selling when that you're to, in immediate danger. Like this just happened. I only imagine those people are the kind of people that think that like if they ever get a porn spam email that it's going to infect their phone, even if they don't <laughs> click on it, you know? Yeah. Just the fact that they saw the word porn on their phone makes it a devil device. Yeah. Oh, this is, it's it's ridiculous. So uh, he's going to do the Catholic thing now, and he's going to tell us all the things that we, that are evil. What is what you call occult bondage? What is that? Occult bondage? Well, uh, what I would call that, I mean, there's probably different definitions, but first of all, when people do occult behaviors, you know, whether it's uh, Ouija boards, uh, seances, uh, magic, uh, that sort of thing, uh, they, what they don't realize is when you're not invoking the Lord um, and the one God, you're, you're uh, sort of throwing your net out to this uh, other world. And uh, and who's going to answer that phone call? It's going to be uh, Satan's going to answer that phone call. I do believe Satan so works for AT and T. It's probably true. The deeper you go, the more you are bound uh, to Satan in the dark world. And so when we work with people who are possessed, sometimes they practice witchcraft or magic for years. Sure. And they're so dark. That's one sign that they're just—they come to me and they're just—they're so dark. Everything just—it's just this 
total oppression of their whole personality. I told one guy who was practicing witchcraft, I said, you know, you, you, when I talk to you, you're incredibly down, dark, and uh, he says, yeah, he, he realized that the result of that. You know, Satan's not going to make you a happy person. You know, you're going to be miserable. He seems like a dick. Like some depressed guy came to a priest and was like, Father, I need help. And he's like, you know, you're kind of a down person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no fucking shit. Why do you think I'm here? Why am I here? He's <laughs> like, maybe. He's like, do you listen to Metallica? So occult no. bondage, is that just like people like wallowing in misery or like misery media? Like sad songs? Side move. Like, that's all it, yeah, let's go to the Googles real quick. The way that he described it, it kind of like encompassed Ouija boards and seances and Which, psychics and, and, and witchcraft. Me, like, and, and, and Halloween, it's that like, oh, people are sometimes obsessed with morbid things. Yeah, because we're all born with the knowledge we're going to die. So it's a preoccupation we all have and share. Right. So like, yeah, we get a little morbid as a species. Plus, I don't think that's necessarily a sign that the, the Satan is winning. Plus, you know? we like being scared because we like thrills well it, it's the adrenaline rush of yes. feeling scared but knowing you're safe it's a roller coaster exactly yeah 100 percent. like that's well, why we watch horror movies i didn't yeah. get a definition it's just like i googled occult bondage you maybe shouldn't have and googled i got a that. book title i got huh. it it's definitely written by a catholic occult bondage and deliverance advice for counseling the sick the troubled and the occultly oppressed yeah, I think. Thanks it, for defining well, that for it, me. It's not written by Stephen. Uh, no, <laughs> Kurt. Rizzetti. Kurt E. Cock. We're buying that book. <laughs> Figures. Uh, all right, I want to look too because I feel like just based on his Kurt Cock is my favorite name of all time. Now. <laughs> e. I'm buying Kurt, that book. Kurt E. Cock. Kurt E. Cock. That's even better. I'm buying that fucking book for the studio. I won't He's a theologian, it. so I hit the nail on that head. <laughs> Occult bondage. It, to me, that sounds like um, what were those e- torture porn movies? You know, Occult bondage. People who definitions and solutions. Uh, that also sounds like a book. It is. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Never mind. Written by Stephen Rossetti. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it basically just seems like the your classic occult, like, that lore. The penta- the the fucking, what is it, pentagram, right? Like, right. circle, witchcraft, bullshit, like, whatever. I, I feel the same way about these people as they do. If you're ever on Reddit and you see the witches versus patriarchy subreddit. Yeah. It's a bunch of people who take being a witch seriously, which I can't, like, I'm against the patriarchy, too. I can't help but laugh at your your page because yeah. of the witch angle. Because like yeah, some people take it like jokingly and then as an aesthetic, like they're a goth, you right. know. And then it's not some real. people dress up like fucking Benjamin Franklin. Well, and they're like we're actually, the real tea party. Some people actually want to do spells and think that they're that they're they're yeah. fucking little things help or or yeah. have you know any what, say in the world. You know what you need is a theater class. That that would work. Uh, Stephen Rosetti's going to tell us why he hates Milton Bradley. The little Baltimore boy who the Exorcist book was written about, that Blatty wrote about, that we've been talking about. Some say that he was playing with a Ouija board, and that's how the little guy got possessed. What do you think of that? Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that's exactly what happened. It turned out that he was close to his aunt, and uh, his aunt was a big spiritualist. She's doing all sort of, you know, we're talking about cult behaviors, including the Ouija board. So the aunt dies. He picks up the Ouija board and does it for months. 
And yeah, when people, I know people, sometimes people scoff about, well, there's nothing wrong with the Ouija board. Well, think about it. You know, you're you're taking this 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 piece of wood, but you're asking some sort of spirits to come. You're invoking some sort of spirits. Well, if you're not invoking the one true God, who's who are you gonna who are you invoking? What do you think? You're gonna you're gonna get a demon. Of course you do. And uh, and you know. Uh, and he got to possess. What about angels? Well, yeah, that's what that's about my, all the other people that, that are supposed to be watching over you during your life. Yeah, that's my initial thought. Is like, why? Why does it have to be evil? a demon if it's also, not the one true God? It couldn't it be everyone on God's if, side. If the demons have these powers to do this, like, why doesn't it just happen instantaneously to everybody on the planet? Right. Like, if they can yeah. just do it willy nilly. Right. Yeah, why do why they have to yeah. wait for the magic every, board? Every like time, rubbing the magic lamp, right? Every time I'm upset that, that I screwed something up and yell, God damn it, why doesn't it, it like infect me and make me like demonic? Yeah. That kind of like... See, and th- so you guys are hitting on something, though. That when I first heard that clip, I was like, I should Google, or I should like try to f- look into, like, if are there any stories that like from that time that say that his aunt had a Ouija, and then I was like, no, but then I'd be buying into the fact that, like, they're summoning fucking demons, and that's the reason this kid is quote-unquote possessed. Uh, well, and, and so it's and just even, like, well, it's not even important to know if she had a like, Ouija board because well, even, of that. Exorcisms are most common in Catholicism, and it, it's because it takes a lot of faith just to, like, Believe in something that you can't prove. Well, and, like, and the, even the way Stephen set it up, I'm both right? a, I'm both a scientist and a Christian. I'm a, I'm a walking paradox, right? <laughs> <laughs> but even the way Stephen set it up, that like this kid had an aunt who played with the speech board all the time. She died, and then the kid started playing with it. That sounds like a kid who's going through trauma because a, a beloved family member passed away, right? Like, so they're playing with the thing their aunt played with. That seems like a very like a psych a psychiatrist should realize that's a very common thing. That people do when people pass away, right? So, they latch on so to what things. you're saying is that like maybe an exorcism wasn't necessary. Might even and do then, more harm than good when you start, especially if they're a schizophrenic <laughs> or yeah. undiagnosed autistic. You start tying people to beds and shit. They're gonna yeah. fucking wig out. Like, like just... at at the hint of emotional discomfort, most autistic people will begin to freak out, and that. Manifest in many different ways. Or yeah. Even people going like, through a manic episode or, or depressive episode, like a lot of people, depending on what you're going through, like the idea of confining them or even say, like, there are certain people who are going through episodes where if you say there's a demon in them, that's going to make them. Especially like an autistic kid. Yeah. 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 That's They're not like, going to sit well with that. Having an autistic epi- episode, the worst thing you can do is restrain them right. and tell them that they have a demon. That, yeah. Yeah. That something is controlling them. Um, Halloween? Is dangerous. And right around the corner. Sunday night is uh, Halloween night. Uh, there's going to be parties all weekend long, Monsignor. Mm-hmm. Is there anything wrong with p- adults and kids dressing up like devils and demons and stuff for Halloween because they think it's fun? Or is that dangerous? Well, I, I you know, am I going to get possessed uh, uh, when I, my kid dresses up as a, de- a devil or a witch? Uh, no, no, obviously you're not going to. Uh, is it a good idea? Well, I know one family, a good Catholic family, and they they dress their kids up, as, and they the kid gets to pick a favorite saint. Or my my brother used to, as a little girl went out, dressed as a pumpkin. You know, it was kind of cute. Uh, so with a little green head. 
yeah, he used to call her that too. He called by pumpkin, you know, so it's, it's a term of endearment. Um, but I think what happens is people don't believe these are witches are real or, or or demons are real if they if they realize how evil and ugly and awful uh, demons are, uh, they wouldn't do it. You know, I think they they trivialize some really ugly realities. That's that's true. I mean, uh, it really is. And I got got to tell you, after tonight's episode with the phones, <laughs> it's not funny. It's it's yeah, unbelievable. Well, yeah. He is call. He has milked the <laughs> fuck out of that dropped call. It extended the conversation by twenty minutes. Yeah, um, ridiculous. Uh, he's also I, again. I just got to point out that like, gone are the days of dressing up like a ghoul or a ghost. It's, we're not no. Charlie Brown. We don't put a you fucking sheet on head. You can still find that, but a lot of people... You can, and some people dress yeah. up as, like, a zombie or something, but most people dress up Go as... Go for something funny. Either funny, or if it's a kid, it's their favorite Power Ranger or fucking cartoon. Yeah, it's or usually something that's, like, bluey or whatever. It, you know. A part of popular culture to yeah. some, some degree. Like, if, for, and then for you have, adults, like, it's either a funny costume or a costume that allows you to show the most amount of skin. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it's a slutty costume, or it's exactly, like, yeah. the, the number kid, one costume every four years is the president. You know, like it's because it's jokey to dress up like that can't be the number and one. Kids oh yeah, always Trump do, and yeah. Hillary were like number one, uh, not number one, but they were like top ten sellers during 2016. When yeah, the but, parents pick it out, the kids always do the cutesy thing where they get like real uncreative, and it's like put some blood on me and a pair of scrubs. I'm a dead nurse. Right, but a lot of <laughs> people go like out you guys on... will have kids. It's mostly like their favorite, like who they want to dress up as. Yeah. I want to be Spider Man. Yeah. I want to be. You know, whoever. I'm going to go out on a limb here, though, and assume that Biden's poll numbers are down in that one, too. Like, he <laughs> can't be as popular. He can't inspire mass the way Hillary did, yeah. I'll grant you. Um, I'm sure there was some Biden ones where it was, like, weakened at Bernie's plus you know, Biden. Like, I, like, I, I guarantee you. Yeah, that's funny. Trump though. ones were hilarious because, like, the hair. Already he looks like a Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah, Trump should have been a mask forever. Yeah. Like, literally forever. Uh, but just like because of his likeness, and they don't want to. Kind of looks him, like he's wearing a mask. Just in real say life. like fucking Nazi douche on the mask <laughs> instead of his name. Uh, Twice impeached. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's more. A couple weeks ago, one of our uh, good team members, uh, the demons were unhappy with her. They picked up a bowl in front of her, a, a, a bowl, and like like a cereal bowl or something. Well, it was a, a ceramic plate. You know the side brush. Yeah. Okay. They picked it up. And threw across the room, it hit the wall and smashed. And so she sent pictures of uh, the pieces to us uh, of the, the dish. This one, the demons just wanted her to know that they were mad at her. You're going to make the cover of the New York Times in a day or two after this interview. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb again and say no. <laughs> He's not making. You know, when I was coming here, You're I couldn't gonna... find my keys. I think it was Satan not wanting me to get here to record this episode. You're going to be on the front page of the Washington Post right. tomorrow, dude. You're going to make the cover of the New York Times. That headline reads, Friend was, sends pictures uh, of smashed smash plate. plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or was it a plate? They had to hey, get the details the, yeah. straight for the story. What the it's fuck? It's a Babylon B. I love the fact that Nori, like, his one follow-up question is, like, well, how heavy was it? How, <laughs> how much of a danger was it? We know they can cut phone lines. They're real dangerous. Yeah. Like, he's probably, like, a real anal guy. Something gets broken at the house, and they're like, dude, 
Satan just came in here and started tearing shit up. <laughs> like, he Every- was in and out like a flash. It was almost like he's as fast as my thoughts. <laughs> I love the fact, Brandon, like you have a- his, his older brother hoodwinked him for his entire life. <laughs> yeah. I walked out here. I walked out of the studio and I was like, Brandon, where's this big ass TV? And you're like, my kid's broken. I would have loved when Timothy broke your TV if we would have turned around and be like, dad, the devil, you know, <laughs> the devil, dude, did it. those demons. Fucking Satan is a mischievous, he took mischievous, over that ball. mischievous fucker. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's an okay question that I don't think gets an answer. What do these demons want? When they possess somebody, what do they want? Well, uh, we're all meant for love and communion. I mean, the, every all of us who are created good, you know, and, and sin is the result of what we did, not what God did. And so even angels, angels were meant for communion with each other, with God. Love is to be united in a loving relationship. In hell, there are no friends. So the demons who are fell from heaven by their own sin, uh, they still have this craving for connection. And so, you know that movie, uh, The Fatal Connection? A uh, Fatal Attraction, rather. Fatal Attraction, the, that's right. Fatal Attraction, yeah. Michael the, Douglas. The, yeah, the individual wanted a relationship, but it was so distorted, uh, it was, it was uh, awful. And that's the demons thing. They're, they they have this innate connect, desire for connection, but they can't love. They don't. They have no idea what love is, and so they try to control. You see this in human beings' lives. I mean, when husbands and wives uh, treat each other badly, they don't. Oftentimes, they don't really love each other in freedom. They try to control and possess. So it's a, well, that's, that's what sin does to real good relationships. He says that like we are responsible for sin. But are Catholics the only ones that believe in original sin, or do all Christians do original sin? That there was sin in the world pre-Jesus? No, that you're born with original sin. Oh, that you are a sinner inherently? Yeah. Yeah. I think all all of them believe in it. I think Catholics put a little more emphasis on it than most so then, do. then how could it? There's a Catholic guilt thing, right? Like or stigma that Catholics always believe in guilt. Or... I always felt guilty, like that's for sure. Um, what? So like, but if if the idea is yeah, that the, like the God doesn't the difference between sin, like Catholicism and like non-denominational like mine is they're not gonna like try to make you feel like uber guilt over the top it. of it. Yeah, because as long as you try to correct correct yourself. And have a relationship with Jesus. You're not going to get anything communicated. To be fair, I think there are a lot of same reason why, like New Testament Christianity, you like they try like a lot of people try that are not new to like a lot of people that focus on the Old Testament versus the New Testament. They are the ones that you know say like something like you know all gays should be killed Mm -hmm. because they think the Sodom and Gomorrah. And after Jesus died, the teaching is that he took the sin away, so now you don't have to kill them. <laughs> if that may, like that's the easiest way that I can describe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got a couple left, and uh, George Nori is now going to ask Rosetti, um, "Hey, man, you got any? You got any regrets? Since you were you've been doing this, have you had any regrets about being an exorcist?" No, I, it's been a great. It's been tough. I mean, there have been moments, you know, where it's, uh, especially with a tough case. Uh, I had one recently. Where I just uh, said, to "The Lord, and the Lord, this is case is killing me." You know, we we need help here. You know, we we need we need this thing to end. Uh, 
So it can it can get uh, challenging, but it's been a bit great grace too because what you I'd say one of the biggest graces is you you experience uh, in front of you all that you've been taught as a kid in your catechism, you know all those things about the saints and the angels and the Blessed Virgin and Jesus and the Church and the priesthood, all that stuff. You know you you experience the power of it uh, right in front of you, and it, ironically the demons. Uh, witness on, uh, on, on they try not to, but they witness to the power of God. They just start screaming when, when you bring holy things. That's true, truly remarkable. So yeah, no real regrets. Whatever. Kind of got into it on a whim. Some guy was fucking like, three guys told me no, and I was like, I'll, okay, fine, I'll do it myself. He needs to work <laughs> on his grifter approach because a grifter would have a much more enthralling story about how he came to be an exorcist. He's the milk toast of all exorcists. Right, and then he would also have, like, any regrets. I had this one regret. He would have a more humanist... That's very true, but as far as his his salesmanship, the app play was the best thing I've ever... Like that was literally the greatest grift moment we've had on this show. Yeah, like can that was you a mas- say that a was prayer a over our yeah, phone? What, what's the technological prayer? That's uh, on the app. The well, devil is here. Nine, five, five, four. <laughs> like that was my favorite thing ever. Um, so uh, Nori's gonna ask him now. Uh, tell me a moment. This is actually the thing that I want him to ask the most. I want a personal experience. Like names redacted. That's fine. Whatever. Um, and so that's what he's going to get asked about now. Give us a story of some case, no, no need to give us names, of something that just really frightened you. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if things, these frightened things frighten me. I, I, uh, uh, never been scared? Never scared. Well, uh, I, I like everybody else. If something goes thump in the night, for, it'll startle me a little. Sure. Um, You're human. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, so uh, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I, what I see on a regular basis is a real manifestation of the demonic in front of me. Like this woman, uh, who was possessed. She woke up with these, it looked, it looked like in the, on her back, I got the picture of it, you know, it looked like a, a beast took its claw and raked it across her back. And it's it just awful looking. It looked like she'd been scourged, you know, um, and so it, you see these kind of manifestations uh, on a regular basis, and the demons are trying to frighten you. But uh, I realize that they're chained. I don't know. I guess I, I would. I guess a- I would have to see pictures because I I would have to know. Like, are you talking about? Does somebody have a bear claw in the middle of their back where they couldn't reach, or does somebody like have right. a scratch on their shoulder and you're like? Or even severe scratches if someone has an allergy or you maybe know, I should maybe I'm wrong maybe it was a bed hung. spring popping through yeah. right or you know an animal uh, an allergy they whatever and I don't believe that people are lying necessarily I think some of them are were maybe raised in very religious homes that's how they interpret things so when they see something like a rash or unexplained how many times we've we been cut or something looked down and didn't even notice we were bleeding yeah like and if we were more open to like the idea of stigmata or you know, that kind of thing. We might interpret that differently than we do, which is just like, oh, shit, yeah. I probably got cut by the cat or when I was taking out trash or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I can't. So it's fair to say, like, yeah, you're not. He's not lying. Like, he believes what he. I still. I still believe that he believes what he's saying. So, like, through the majority of this episode, I think that he, the, like, he's the a only really, I, really religious Catholic The priest only time and, I honestly questioned it was the. Uh, 
the text are you know text to your phone to protect yeah, it. That that's was... too much of a scam. Yes, it is. Right, but it, like every other time, I do believe that he's probably being earnest in that he believes this that he's not making it up. That you know he genuinely believes he's helping people, which I don't believe he is. But no, because he's got way too much of a sketchy like grounding. Like, his his foundation oh. is I just kind of jumped into it. And I feel like <laughs> if you like, really wanted to help people, being a psychiatrist is probably a pretty decent way to go. Yeah. Right. Like, were you not good at that? Psychi- like, helping people? Did you not help people as a psychiatrist? That's I mean, probably a bad sign. The church probably protects you more than the state does. Well, they don't report it. Yeah. Like, you know. He's exactly. the only given numbers, and they can be highly inflated. Yeah, I don't know. We've only got a couple more clips here. Um, this is an interesting question. They only can do so much. God only allows them to do so now, much. That is an interesting thing that you just said, that God only allows them. Could God yeah. step in and wipe them out? God can do whatever God wants. You know, God did, so you know, so God. what do we have demons around for then? The same thing. Yeah, this is – no, it's a great question. The same thing – uh, and they say, well, why does God allow all these evil things on the earth? And I think a lot of people fall away from faith and get angry at God, as Satan did, uh, because, you know, these bad things are happening. I mean, why does God allow my son to die? Why does God allow my kids to get uh, ill? Why do my, why'd my husband get COVID and die? I mean, th- those are valid questions. Sure. Why, is, why is there evil in the world, essentially? And and here's the the. the, the the Christian answer is that this wasn't God's plan. God doesn't want you to suffer. God didn't make you to happen. He He created us to live in peace with Him and joy, and, and it was human sin. It's what we did. Who is it that shoots each other in wars and kills each other and maims? That's human beings. And we're the ones who have made a mess of this world. So then you say, well, why didn't God step in and and help us? And the, and the answer was he did. I mean, I don't know. I think the, like when we start getting into that line of questioning, then we're questioning the existence of God, and I don't want to do well, that. Yeah, and well, this is actually the deepest they've gone. This is actually fundamentally a question that a lot of religious scholars yeah, this deal with, the problem of, e- of evil. This, Why does evil exist if God is all-powerful and all-knowing? This would have been the better conversation to have instead of the conversation about, like— What do you think about Halloween costumes? Yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. Because, like, I actually— I don't think he really answered Halloween costume question. No, no I don't he, think he—, he he skirted most of his questions. So this is uh, this is the last question um, that George. This is the end of the conversation. The first part of their conversation. They they go away um, and come back for calls, but we're not going to listen to that. We're going to let Nori ask him one more question within the the, the confines of the the interview here. I've, I've interviewed so many physicists, uh, Monsignor, about the Big Bang theory, how the universe started, and I still haven't had one answer that is acceptable to me. So I'm I'm going to ask you this as uh, as a monsignor because of the, you know being raised as a Catholic that you went up through the ranks as high as you have gone which is remarkable. What in your opinion is God? What is God? Yeah. What is God? Oh, who is God? Who is God? What is God? Here's what I would say. This is my listen, George. I would say we all have to come up with our own answer. You know what I mean? We we know what we're taught, but we have to come to an, a personal. Uh, uh, you know, it's got to be in our heart and our guts. Here's my answer, I would say. This is just per- to me, and you can you know, disagree with it, whatever. But I come to believe that God is pure love. Just there's nothing uh, outside of love. That's all God is. God is completely infinite, uh, uh, infinite love. And so if you want to get to heaven, 
You've got to be someone. There's got to be some love in your heart. And if there isn't, if it's just hatred and anger, that's Satan's. He's, there's no room in heaven for Satan because he's angry. Yeah, but but when when we're totally filled with love, uh, then we uh, that's who God is. This vastness of life is just so remarkable. There's got to be a divine power there, intelligent design. I agree with you there. Stay with us, uh, Father. We're going to put you uh, on hold, Monsignor, for just a moment. And we're going to come back and take phone calls with you after the uh, top of the hour break. We shall be right back. So You will not. You will <laughs> not. That's where we're going to end it. I don't mind that answer. No, that's actually like the fact that like God is pure love. I'm like, that's... I. I don't even believe in God, and I kind of agree with that statement. That, and, you know, so, in an esoteric way. In theory, that's what all Christians are supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Because the second commandment given by Jesus is to love thy neighbor. I just think so many Christians, and don't I don't do even that. think that necessarily goes against the idea. The people that Nori's had on that uh, that espoused the Big Bang theory. I think that if they heard the fact that like the phrase "God is all love," they'd be like, "I agree with that in a hippy dippy." Grateful Dead kind of way, you know, uh, whatever. For me, my thought is, like, yeah, you could take, like, atheists should, if you take, like, the name God out of there, right, like, and Satan, and just say, like, you should love, and you shouldn't be angry, and you shouldn't be uh, sad, or, like, whatever, like, and, and you, like, if you just took positives and said, like, this is how life should be, from like an attitude moral like standpoint and these are all and then you had a list of bad things and this is you could take god and satan away from it and i think yeah. most people are going to be like yes ideally everybody should be happy and or, love and not douchebaggy and i think even what sad. you define god like, as like i think there are a lot of atheists <laughs> that if you asked what god was quote unquote they would say it was nature or, or the universe or chaos or unknown like unknowingness or whatever but I think if you ask them, it was like, well, it's all like, they would probably still agree with the statement that like whatever they define as God is pure love. Right. Like, that's a very basic statement. Like, love is good and hate is bad. We I all wish, agree with that. I, I wish they would have more of that conversation instead of the exorcism conversation, uh, just because like, I didn't hate all of his answers. Like, well, like and I thought there were things that we could ex- like extrapolate on, but we got stuck in like. Yeah. St- Fucking Halloween. Yeah. Ha- Halloween. What yeah. Nori said at the very end, um, with the vastness and amazingness of the universe, how can you not believe in intelligent design? That's that's what brought me out of atheism and back into Christianity. Right, and th- like that was actually because almost, like, like when I was an atheist, it was because I was, you know, in college for a biology degree, and like. I got into, like, you know, thinking that, like, human beings, we can know every little thing about the universe if we just use science. And, like, the Big Bang Theory made sense to me and whatever, and then it's like, but does it? Or there's this theory in uh, the Romantic movement where the universe is a perfect machine built by God that he no longer has to interfere with. So, like, I combine... The two and well, then, and like, that's thinking how... about like ones and zeros for computer code, and we made that. DNA is infinitely more complicated than computer code is, and it makes everything in life. And that gets back to the the argument of the church versus like Darwinism. Like, well, God, God created us, or 
we evolved through intel or through evolution. And I like there are a lot of people I've read who to me, make the point that like, like everything not else exclusive. I believe. <laughs> right. Like, what, like if you believe in God, why could you not also believe that He could create right. evolution? This yeah. Beautiful thing that like evolves I think on that's where the answer lies. Touch and and just like everything else in my life, like with politics and everything, whatever either side is saying, the answer is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, 99 I, times out of 100, the answer is in the middle. I think that, it, uh, that humans just suck. Indeed. Because, because I of the, agree. Because of the clubs. Because <laughs> we have fucking clubs. We have clubs. He's Us got, versus them. Yeah, yeah. He's got the Exorcist Club. He doesn't like the Witch Club. <laughs> like We've we, got the Red Club and the Blue Club, the Left Club and yeah. the Right Club. The Blues versus the Blackhawks. Yeah. yeah it's just we get it. Fucking <laughs> stupid, man. It's, it's, we're dumb species. We yep. pay to be here. We so pay to hearing, live on this planet. So what I'm hearing like, is that we should disband our fantasy hockey league because teams are useless. <laughs> suck, suck on my, <laughs> these nuts right before the. Yeah. Well, like, I'm just using it as a good example. Like if I'm walking down the street and somebody with a Blackhawks jersey is walking the opposite way, I have to resist the urge not to punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I, Sometimes it takes more con- restraint than other times. <laughs> yeah. I can promise you both right now. That there is literally no chance that we will be disbanding the fantasy hockey league be- Good. before that uh, trophy is in. Has my well, name okay, on it? Okay, so more let's time. let's just not disband it. Period. Uh, no, I mean, after I have set every record and broken it, the, you know what? Are you you're just gonna quit like Austin? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you go out Seriously? on top. It's a Seinfeld move, bro. It's Are you really? Se- you're telling me right yeah, now I'm the gonna league's retired. not going to exist. No, the league will exist. I'm going to give it. I'm going to bestow it upon one of you. Uh, I gotta. I gotta win one more. No, of course I'm not going to fucking leave the league. I got. I'm, <laughs> the, okay, so like I haven't won for a long fucking time, right? But I'm already planning the three peat. You were committing heresy. I'm already. I'm already planning a three peat. I'm about to win for the first time in that three peat. I'm getting a little cocky. The league's not going anywhere. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.